is the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to the latest installment of the Celebrity Afterlife Report, the only show on the internet that gives you the up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite disease celebs. I am your host, the Celebrity Medium. People on the earthly plane may move on, but those in the next world are there for eternity. That means there's always new stories to report on as residents spread their wings and try new things. Getting the scoop on those stories and telling them to you is what I do. And now I'm going to do that very thing. On last week's report, I told you about rock and roll legend Chuck Berry's arrival in the afterlife. This week I have news about game show creator and host, as well as best-selling author Chuck Barris transitioning to the next world. Apparently the afterlife is collecting Chucks these days. Uh, younger listeners may not be familiar with Chuck Barris. He's the mind behind such TV shows as The Dating Game, The Newlywood Game, and most famously and infamously, The Gong Show. The Gong Show was my personal favorite. It was a total free-for-all and just threatened to go off the rails at any moment, and it really was the precursor to much of what we see on TV today. If you've never seen it, you should search out some episodes of it on YouTube. When you watch it, remember that the the clips you're looking at are 40 years old at this point, and that that show was unlike anything else on television back then. Anyway, Barris arrived the other day to find a large crowd waiting for him. Many were wearing paper bags over their heads in tribute to the unknown comic, a gong show regular. The crowd started chanting, Chucky, 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 as audiences used to do when he'd walk out on stage to host the show back in the 1970s. When they finally calmed down, Barris asked over the PA system, so should I start doing the gong show again? And the crowd's response was an overwhelming yes, according to my afterlife sources. Barris was laughing at their enthusiasm when Gene Patton came out onto the stage. Patton was known as Gene Gene the Dancing Machine, when the gong show was on the air. He was a stagehand for the show who used to dance off camera before Chuck Barris made him a regular part of the show. I'm told that Barris broke down in tears when he saw his old friend for the first time in years. So it sounds like a next world version of the gong show is going to be a thing in the near future. Happy Wife, Happy Life, the new hit sitcom with an all-star cast, including Florence Henderson and Robert Reed. Both of them are veterans of the Brady Bunch, of course. Paul Lind, Peter Falk, and Mary Tyler Moore has added a new cast member. Want to take a guess who it is? Well, on last week's report, I said that Edith Tolson, the former FBI director then known as J. Edgar Hoover, had a new job offer dangling in front of her. So, put two and two together, and I think we'll get the answer. Edith is going to play the mother of Mary Tyler Moore's character. Mary's father is played by the aforementioned Peter Falk. I've been saying all along that the convoluted plot of this show reminds me of the silly sitcoms of the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, like Three's Company. And I always thought those things were kind of goofy, but 
Much to my surprise, Happy Wife, Happy Life is the biggest primetime hit on Afterlife television. I'm not even going to try to summarize the plot of the show here. Suffice it to say, it's a wacky comedy of errors with some sexual innuendos sprinkled over the top. It's something of a wink to the audience. At least two of the cast members, Robert Reed and Paul Lynn, are gay. Now, Tolson, a transgender woman, has been thrown into the mix. Uh, my sources who work on the show tell me that her gender status will not be referenced on the show. Her character is simply simply Mary's character's mother. It, it smells a little bit like stunt casting to me, but, you know, I was completely wrong about this thing being stupid. And it's a huge success, so, you know, if it works, what do I know? On last week's show, I said that given that Tolson has been doing her own courtroom show five days a week, on top of making regular appearances on The Girls, the daytime talk show hosted by Carrie Fisher, and her mother Debbie Reynolds, I thought she might have to give up The Girls, and as it turns out, I was right. Her last appearance, at least for now, will be coming up this week. I'm told that Fisher and Reynolds have said that they will miss her on their show, but they understand she's moving on to bigger things, and they wish her all the best. Several weeks ago, I reported that Frank Sinatra Jr. had joined the One Hit Wonders, a band composed of members of groups that had, you guessed it, one hit back in their time on the earthly plane music scene. His coming on board took everybody by surprise because Frank Jr. was never known for having an appreciation of rock or modern pop music. At the time, he said, you know, I've never been afraid to try new things, and this venture just seemed like fun to him, so, you know. Over the weekend, the new incarnation of the one-hit Wonders performed their first concert in an afterlife recreation of the Hollywood Bowl. The Next World Press reported that the show was a huge hit. One newspaper said that Sinatra Jr. was, quote, an unexpected delight, unquote. According to the story in the paper, a highlight of the show was when Frank danced to a slow number with Pete Burns, the other singer in the band. Yes, you know, danced together like you do as a couple. If you're not familiar with Pete Burns, check him out on Google or Wikipedia. He was in the earthly plane band Dead or Alive. He was, and apparently still is, very androgynous and was known for wearing flamboyant outfits on stage. So during the instrumental section of a down-tempo number, the tuxedo-clad Frank took Pete by the hand and spun him around the stage, delighting the audience. As an extra surprise, the band's encore number was the theme from the old children's TV show Gumby, which Frank recorded when he was still on Earth. Yes, the theme from Gumby. Look it up. Lastly, also a few weeks back, I had the bizarre story about the movie artists Jean-Michel Basquiat and Salvador Dali are making Inside Environment, the indoor rain attraction they co-operate. That's a crazy story, too. Look in the archives of the report for that one. Really odd how that all came about. Anyway, at the time, I reported that Dali had designed and was having constructed a giant set that looks like a mountain made out of some kind of jello-like material. 
Now, if when you heard that story, you thought to yourself that even in the next world, something like that couldn't be pulled off, well, you're kind of right. Plans for the giant Jello Mountain have been scrapped before work even started on it. Dali apparently changed his mind about the project. Rather than a giant Jello Mountain, the set will now be a giant Jello-like copy of the Sphinx. Okay. In typical surrealist fashion, Dali's explanation for why he changed his mind is cryptic, to say the least. He said, quote, The mountain has no voice with which to speak its mind. The Sphinx has a mouth, and it must be heard. Unquote. Well, he had a good reason. All right, I'm done here. Time to lock up the Celebrity After uh, Life Report studio for another week. Be nice if I could pronounce the name of my own show, wouldn't it? Please join me back here next week, and I'll have more up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs. I would absolutely love it if you would spread the word that the report can be heard on iTunes and the Google Play Store and on K Chong Radio AM 1630 in Los Angeles. If you're hearing this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to my channel. I am the Celebrity Medium. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. To ask a question about your favorite deceased celebrity, call 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-369-3732.